0: Okay, so I'm doing something a little different uh, th- this go-around. Uh, we've, we've never tried this before, um, uh, but we thought, hey, why, why, why not this week? And so uh, this, this is a podcast that I'm sharing with you right now that is is going to highlight a video, uh, a vlog, the hip word, a a vlog that I recorded and we shared uh, on our Facebook page. We just thought that maybe some of us would like to listen or that the margin of time that we have in our car rides or exercise times, uh, we'd listen. And so uh, we hope you enjoy. Uh, Thanks for checking out this podcast. At Prairie Lakes Church, uh, we've got this statement. We don't care. We don't care who you are, where you've been, or what you've done, or what's been done to you. You can look for God here. We say that multiple times on a weekend, uh, but, but that's not just something we say. It really is a behavior. It's an attitude that we model. And it's not just something that we want for our weekend experiences or our midweek experiences. It really is an attitude. It's a behavior that we believe no matter followers of Jesus should should live within it's it, it's the thoughts and attitudes of our heart. It's, it's who we should be, not just when we're in church on Sunday mornings, who we should be as the church the other six and a half days a week. We don't care. We don't care who you are, where you've been, or what you've done, or what's been done to you. You can look for God here. You can look for God where I'm at, sitting across the table from you, or in a car ride with you, or even in an argument with you or in agreement with you at, at a ballpark celebrating, or uh, sitting around a dinner table feasting, you can look for God here. As, as we lean into that, that behavior, that attitude, there's times, church, there's times, friends, that we're going to find ourselves going, hey, I don't feel like that's happening with me. I, I feel like there are things that my church family is saying matters. there's there's behaviors there's decisions there's attitudes that are that are out there that are making making me feel isolated that are that are conflicting with that statement. What do I do with those? The first thing uh, and, and really I think probably the best thing that I would challenge and encourage you to do is back up give yourself the, the 10 to 30,000 foot view, uh, and, and try to gain a more complete picture and give the Holy Spirit room, margin to work and really just ask that question hey, do these things conflict with this decision that's happening? Does it conflict with this no matter language or is this just something I'm feeling? And if I'm feeling it, then what's going on? Here's my hunch because I've been there and I'm sure I'll be there again. Here's my hunch. It's not that the decisions or the behaviors or the attitudes conflict. It's just that they're different. They're different than, than what we'd want or what we're hoping for. And it's not that they're against the culture or even against us. They're, they're just not the, the way that we design them. And so as as we get to that understanding, as we get to that clarity, or or whatever other clarity that we could find ourselves in and going, yeah, it really isn't conflicting or confusing. It's just it's just different. Then we can continue to give the Holy Spirit room to, to work, to convict, to challenge, to heal in that moment. But hey, look, I know that there's gonna be times when we find ourselves in that, in, in that moment, going, yeah, it does, it does conflict, it is different. Uh, in, in a conflicting and confusing way, what should I do with that? Matthew 18 uh, is, is the best practice. Go to that individual that that's, that seems to be conflicting, that seems to be uh, confusing, uh, that, that statement, that behavior, that attitude of no matter. It doesn't matter who you are, where you've been or what you've done or what's been done to you. And, and help illuminate that for them. Uh, and if and if it's a church thing, then then feel comfortable and confident uh, in, in coming to the leadership and saying, "Hey, I, I I love you enough to show you this. I love you enough to help illuminate this. I I don't want to assume that you see it. I I want to make sure that you do. Uh, and 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 that that might that might take a lot of strength and a lot of boldness and a lot of courage to muster up. But again, Matthew 18, um, help us to see, uh, but. But the way that we do that is getting that, that ten to 30,000 foot view and being able to give the Holy Spirit margin to illuminate. Is this, is this decision confusing or conflicting against the no matter language? Or is it just something that's just different than how I do it or perceive it or want it to happen? And in Philippians chapter 2, Paul gives us this, this great encouragement, this, this great reminder of, of where we can seek uh, uh, an example, How who, who do we model after? And, and it's easy to go, well, duh, it's Jesus. Yes, yes it is. But, but here's how Jesus modeled this. Paul says your attitude should be the same as that of Christ Jesus. And here's this attitude. Jesus being in the very nature of God did not consider equality with God something to be grasped. But instead he made himself nothing, taking on the very nature of a servant, being found in human likeness. And so he, he was fully God and fully human, but in his, full, in his fully human likeness, he, 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 he was found as, as a man. And he humbled himself and became obedient to death, death on a cross. So God exalted him uh, above every name and at the name of Jesus, every knee will bow and every tongue confess in heaven on earth. And every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. This beautiful image. Listen, this is how your attitude should be. Just like Christ, who, who didn't consider equality with God, something to be grass, who who had authority, who who had a position, but he but he he let it all down for the sake of loving others. This is the the thoughts, the attitudes that we can have as a no matter follower of Jesus. And so Paul, before he shares this, this is what he says to the church in Philippi. He says, If you have any encouragement from being united with Christ, if any comfort from his love, if any fellowship with the Spirit, if any tenderness and compassion, then make my joy complete by being like-minded, having the same love, being one in spirit and purpose, doing nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit, but in humility consider others better than yourselves. Each of you should not look only to your own interest, but also to the interest of others. Hey, listen, church, if we're going to be no matter followers of Jesus, we have to consistently give the Holy Spirit room and at, let him work this question out on, in us. Hey, is there anybody or any bodies, is there people groups or is there peoples that that would say, hey, we're confusing or conflicting uh, our, our thoughts and attitudes, our behaviors are confusing or conflicting with this no matter language. If if they could speak into that, uh, would they say yes? It, and, and it can be around any topic. It can be around any individual. It might be somebody that's hurt you or offended you. But the more that we ask that question and the more we give the Holy Spirit room to work, the more we can be like Christ, who did not consider Equality with God something to be grasped. But he made himself a servant. He humbled himself and became obedient to death. Church, that death didn't start. That obedience didn't start at his death. That obedience started at his birth. It's who he was, who he is, and who he's going to continue to be. And you and I, being created in his image, having this new life in him, being made in Christ, a new creation, or people who are on a path to say yes and step over the faith line, we can still consistently, all of us together, continue to give the Holy Spirit more room to illuminate. Who is it? Who is it at any given time would say, we're confusing or conflicting with that statement. It's not an attitude or behavior that we're living by. It's a statement that is confusing. Who is it? And when the Holy Spirit illuminates who that person or that people group is, We can humble ourselves, we can confess, we can repent, we can ask for forgiveness, and we can give the Holy Spirit room to transform us, and we can give the people that we call family, the church, the room, to to help continue to hold us accountable and move us along, pull us along, push us along, hold us accountable to this process that the Holy Spirit has us on to be no matter followers of Jesus. Look, while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. No matter what, no matter who we were, what we were dealing with, what had been done to us, the no matter language, no matter how far or how hard we were trying to run away from him, for no matter what reasons we were, no matter what, Jesus himself died for us we received the depth of that love when we said yes to stepping over the faith line and following him because we were broken. We were hurting. We needed a savior. We needed a Lord. We needed a new direction because we were following one that was sending us away from Jesus rather than towards him. We needed to acknowledge the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. So church today, yes, you're going to encounter people That disagree or conflict with your ideas or your theologies, your opinions, your attitudes that are going to conflict? Does that mean that you shouldn't invite them to be a part of a no matter church, whether it's at a coffee table, encountering Jesus with you, or it's in a chair in the worship center? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Does it mean that you're responsible for during that invite or during that time that that you should challenge and redirect and, and fix their hearts and minds? Absolutely not. Does, does it mean that, that you should ignore what's going on in their thoughts and attitudes or behaviors or uh, that, that you should uh, just dismiss just them and say it's not your job? Absolutely not. There's a time and a place, but it's not at the front door. It's not at the front door in a relationship with Jesus. Jesus accepts us right where we are, broken, sinners, in need of a Lord, in need of a Savior, in need of the power of the Holy Spirit, in need of forgiveness. He accepts us right where we are. And it's at that starting point, when he adopts us as sons and daughters, that he says, come follow. And it's in that fellowship that the sanctification process continues to work, where he chisels away the things that don't look like Him. And He helps us become more like Him. Where we learn, we spend time with God to become more like Jesus. It's in those moments. Church, that's going to happen. That's going to happen to you and me and to those that we continue to say, hey, it doesn't matter who you are, where you've been or what you've done or what's been done to you. You can look for God here. I hope together today as we hear this message if you're still listening that right now in this moment you'll ask the holy spirit to illuminate hey is there somebody that if they had full discretion they would say your no matter language is is conflicting or being confused by the the behavior and attitudes the thoughts and attitudes of your heart and your mind the things that i see it it just doesn't make sense Would you give the Holy Spirit room to illuminate that today? And not just today, but on a regular basis. Would you join me in that? Because that's one of the best decisions we can make as no matter followers of Jesus. Let's continue to learn to become more like him. Hey, I love you guys. Thanks for spending time with me today and just digging into this, uh, this topic that I really felt like the Holy Spirit was putting on my mind as I wrestled with some of my thoughts and attitudes today.